you know, anyone with kids knows it's really not about what you're doing. It's about the time together. As corny as it is, getting ice cream and going to the park and hanging out. Welcome, everyone, to the Driving Vision Podcast brought to you by the Ziegler Auto Group. And here with me, Auto Group Director of Talent Development, Mike Van Ryan. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks, Sam. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Like it if you do, and leave a comment. Coming up this Thursday, September 14th, beginning 5.30 p.m. Eastern at the Radisson Plaza Hotel in Kalamazoo, Michigan, is the 41st Annual Drive for Life Foundation Gala. Do you have your ticket in hand yet? Don't miss your opportunity to join us that night and make a big difference in the world giving back. As part of our Drive for Life Gala episodes, we focus on the charities that benefit from our donations. Today, we sit down with Western Michigan's Big Brothers, Big Sisters. We go there now. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the special edition of the Driving Vision Future of Zag Today podcast. So today, Amy, we're here in studio at Ziegler, atop Ziegler Honda. It's always fun to be live and in place. Sometimes we do remote interviews, but more often lately we've been in the studio. So thank you and welcome. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. So to our audience with me today is Amy Kukta, CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Southwest Michigan. I just attended your annual fundraiser at the Radisson. Mm -hmm. So obviously we're getting ready today for the 41st annual Drive for Life Foundation Gala on Thursday, September 14th at 5.30 p.m. Same place at the Radisson. Last year we raised $1.2 million. Big Brothers Big Sisters of Southwest Michigan was a major benefactor of that event. But you had your own event. Tell us about that event. Sure, we did. It was a few weeks ago. It's our annual benefit dinner and it was the 40 sixth year we've had it so wow, so you yeah. got drive for life beat by five years very yeah impressive. and i'm very competitive so that's <laughs> yeah that yes, is a good yes, thing yeah no it's a fantastic it's a very large sponsor event um yeah. which includes the golf outing and then a nice dinner at the radisson and big sports speakers this year we we're fortunate enough to have a panel of coaches from western michigan yeah which was yeah. awesome to see as exciting as sports is at western michigan in particular hockey western michigan hockey has just exploded onto the scene right yeah absolutely everyone really enjoyed hearing the coaches speak and dan Bartholomew, the new ad was there so yeah. uh yeah i thought it was it was a great night so yeah it was an awesome night and you know we always talk about we meet our best selves on the other side of adversity the golf event had a little adversity to it as everybody stuck around but there was definitely a lot of rain <laughs> oh man it was torrential downpours at some point but yeah. and you know most of the golfers just had a great time and stayed yeah. and those that left you know that was yeah. that was fine well the dinner was fun thanks for having us there so today we're here to talk about what you do as CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Southwest Michigan. Tell us a little bit about Big Brothers Big Sisters. How did it come to be and what is your mission statement? How are you seeking to change the world? Sure, absolutely. So actually it goes back to 1904. Oh, wow. um, yeah, it was begun in New York and there was a court worker named Eris Coulter who saw all these boys basically coming through juvenile court and realized if they had an additional a supportive role model that they likely wouldn't get into trouble yeah. end up in court. So he started the first Big Brothers program in 1904 in New York. And then eventually they had a girls, realized yeah. girls needs mentors too. Yeah. And then we actually locally were founded in 1958. Oh, wow. Uh, originally, we were just Kalamazoo. 
And then in 1998, we added Allegan, Calhoun, and Van Buren counties. And our mission is really about igniting potential for youth. Really what we do is we make and support one-to-one mentoring relationships, which positively impact their outcomes and, you know, potential for future success. That's awesome. You know, it's interesting. So initially they focused on young boys, they added girls. So it's big brothers and big sisters. You know, it's interesting in my mind, I have a perception of what that means when you talk about your mission statement, who you seek to help. What are some of the biggest myths that you seek to overcome? Sure. So I I frequently hear two questions or concerns when I'm trying to recruit mentors for our program. Yeah. Uh, What I hear a lot of times are, are these bad kids? And so really what I try and help people understand is, first of all, I don't think there's any bad kids. I think there's kids who make decisions that maybe aren't in their best interests. Kids aren't bad. So I really like to be able to talk about that with people. Um, And also the commitment that we ask for. It's actually much less than most people think. It's two hours twice a month for a year. Okay. And that's pretty much it. So very doable, very flexible. We have a number of program models. You can mentor at a school. You can mentor in the weekend. We have sports buddies program. So basically what I tell people is if you have two hours twice a month for a year, we have a program model that'll really fit what you're looking to do. So the investment, the biggest investment, obviously the dollars that come from the Drive for Life charity event are important, but the biggest investment that benefits these kids is the gift of time, which is a tough, not a tough ask, but time is a part of our life. Before that, you can change someone else's life, right? Well, absolutely. And that's why really we try and be realistic about the time needed. And studies have shown that this amount of time consistently can impact a child's life. Mm. So people might also think, well, that's not very much time, but we're able to say, yes, you know, the time and the consistency and just showing up. Yeah. You know, that's 90% of the program. So as a volunteer mentor with Big Brothers, Big Sisters, one of the things I think about when we talk about that is what do I do? How the heck do I do that? Like, how do you get trained as a mentor? Uh, you know, as a parent, I think about, you know, that feeling when you have that first child and we had that feeling. It's like, oh no, we don't even want to take the child home from the hospital. And you have several years to kind of navigate that. As a mentor, you're in a position where all of a sudden you need to be there, be present. How do you learn to do that if you don't have that background? Well, sure. So, you know, actually we have a very thorough uh, interview and onboarding process for volunteers. And an important component of that is training about what the boundaries are and what is your role as yeah. a mentor and what's not your role. Yeah. Um. So we a lot of training then, and then we provide ongoing coaching and support for the life of the match. So oh, we're wow. checking in at least once a month. What activities are you up to? You know, are you kind of running out of ideas? But the other thing we do is I really don't like mentors having to spend money. So we provide as many low cost or no cost activities as we can. And we're really fortunate. A lot of community partners will allow us to have free entry or maybe yeah. buy one, get one. Yeah. Uh, Cause really, if you're spending your time to your point earlier, yeah. I don't want you having to spend a significant amount of money as well. So, yeah. and you know, anyone with kids knows it's really not about what you're doing. It's about the time together. Yeah. And so even just like as coordinated as, as it is getting ice cream and going to the park and hanging out. Yeah. Like kids love that. Isn't it interesting how valuable time is and how that time spent and invested can change a life? Like, have you seen specific cases over the past year? It's been a year since we've talked remotely last year as part of the interview and the podcast. Any examples of this mentorship working uh, in the past year? No, absolutely. And I'm sure my staff could tell you way more examples. But uh, one thing that's been pretty neat that I learned about recently is we have a match with the big sister and little sister. They've been matched a number of years. And over this past year, the little sister created her own skincare line. Oh, and now wow. she has a business online and 
it's, you know, and I can't say that's directly related to the match. However, I know that her big sister encouraged her, supported her, and was definitely an important part of her, you know, her success with with her business venture. You know, it's interesting because we believe in business that success is all about those connections and contacts you make, right? Like in business, if you know someone, it opens up doors and opportunities Mm -hmm. that previously wouldn't have been open. So it certainly makes sense that mentorship relationship would do the same. What's the skincare line? Can we advertise it or is it? uh... You know, I want to make sure I'm getting the name right. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I know the little sister is Anaya and I can send the information later. We'll put it in the show notes because what a cool thing that a business was born of that. And who knows, maybe it ends up being an incredibly successful business, but for the try is pretty neat. What type of feedback do you get from mentors, adults that come in and say, hey, I'm willing to give of that time? Does it impact their lives? You know, it absolutely does. I mean, we consistently hear from the mentors that A, it's easier than they thought it would, to my point yeah. earlier about the time, and that they get as much, if not more, out of the relationship because yeah. they're making a new friend, they're able to introduce them to new experiences. And I mean, I've been a big sister to my little sister, Chloe, for 11 years now, I think. Wow. And uh, it's funny, as the relationship developed, I would actually kind of ask her advice on things the older she got you know just kind of like hey what do you think about this and really appreciate kind of the feedback she gave me and you know definitely i look to her for guidance on certain things and that's been great so when we talk about this mentor relationship amy in my mind i'm sitting there thinking these are kids maybe seven eight mm-hmm. nine maybe junior high high school but that somehow it ends at 18 or whatever but you said 11 years. Do some of these relationships extend into adulthood? You know, they absolutely can. Um, I mean, officially our matches close when the child like graduates high school or turns 18. But, you know, like I told Chloe, as long as she's willing to hang out with me, I'm there, you know, and we do see a lot of matches, you know, last. But then I also want to balance that against the time I'm asking mentors for, because if I say, hey, I need the next 11 years of your life. Yeah, that's terrifying. Exactly. Exactly. So (laughs) it's a dog. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's exactly it. So, you know, I I try and, you know, temper that. But it's, you know, it's it's basically you're making a friend. And as you think about it, if you make a good friend, you don't say at the year like, oh, you know, it's been great being friends and I wish you well. Right. That's interesting. You mentioned how most people report they get more out of the relationship than they put into it. What is it about that where so often when we give, we actually end up getting back more? What is it about that relationship that causes us to get more back? Sure. Well, I mean, I think, you know, as the mentor is making a new friend, they're learning about, you know, new experiences that their little brother, little sisters had. Yeah. Um, I think they're trying new things that yeah. they might not do otherwise. Right. Yeah. So I know my little sister and I tried curling years ago. Oh. I never would have tried that if I wasn't matched with the her. The ice thing, right? Yep. I've yep. seen that in the Olympics and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We're not ready for the Olympics. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I think just new experiences and just kind of learning together, yeah. you know, so it's really, you know, it pushing the volunteer out of their comfort zone, not in a, you know, too far out of their comfort zone, yeah. but just doing new things. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff I've done with Chloe. I never would have done if I wasn't matched with her. So it pushes you outside your, your comfort zone. Also living is giving. We hear that a lot, right? And rather than just being some crazy statement that means nothing, like there's something about giving back in a way where you make a connection where we're more fulfilled as adults. Why is that? You know, I think we all want to have an impact on the world, right? And this is a way to do it a very concrete way. Recently, I was at a conference and I heard the phrase, if you see it, you can be it, right? And I really like that. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. Um, But really, it's about, you know, having our youth understand and see what their potential can be. Because if you think about it, our our youth, even, you know, my daughter only knows what she sees, you know. 
Um, and so introducing kids to new opportunities, whether they go that way or not, but at yeah. least they have that knowledge in the yeah. back of their head. What a great program. You know, it's interesting here at the Ziegler Auto Group, we have a mentorship program and we spend a lot of time and energy as a company trying to figure out how do you help someone get from point A to point B in proficiency. It's different because mm-hmm. it's a business skill set rather than a life skill set. One of the things I think we've learned is it's tough to force a mentor relationship, right? There's an element of that that just happens organically and naturally. And both sides really have to be willing, right? Yeah. So the person who's the mentor has to be willing to be time or to be selfless. And then the person being mentored has to be open to that mentorship, which isn't always the case, even though some may say it. So how do you find kids that are in that space? Like, how do kids find uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Southwest Michigan and kind of sign up for that program? Sure. So their parent or guardian will contact us. And that is a key piece also of the program is okay. that kids aren't forced to be in it. Yeah. Uh, they actually are really wanting mental relationship. The parent or guardian wants them to yeah. be in the program. And, you know, to the point some agencies may say, like, this child needs a mentor. They don't have anyone in their corner. And I don't agree with that. I think- yeah. You know, the parents or guardians reaching out because they have their, you know, their child's best interests in mind and want them to have this experience. But yeah, a parent or guardian would contact us. We have an enrollment process. We do want to make sure that the youth does want to be in the program and find out kind of what mentor experience we're looking for. And then we match them based on that. So it's not just volunteer number one and youth number one. It's okay. Well, we interviewed this young man and then we interviewed Sam and we're like, oh, I think they would make a good match. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very, very intentional. We don't just, you know, throw people together randomly. So if I'm a parent, what type of parents typically benefit most? Is it, you know, single parents? Is it parents working a ton? There's probably not a profile, but if there were, what would that look like? You know, it's interesting. I mean, any family or youth can be, you know, enrolled in our program. Um, That being said, I would say the majority of kids in our program either do come from single parent homes or families facing financial adversity. But what I also started seeing just even a couple of years before COVID was kids from two parent homes that, you know, weren't making friends at school. So mm-hmm. there was that social emotional support that they needed. Yeah. And then also as financial stressors rose for families, I started seeing a lot more um, two parent families trying to, or accessing the program yeah. and enrolling their kids. So it's really been turning into not an economically based program or, you know, target as opposed to just which kids aren't getting their social emotional needs met. And then, you know, I mean, I know as a parent, I love my daughter, but you know, I can only meet so many of her needs. And if she's struggling making friends or doesn't have the additional special person, you know, then then that's not good for her. So, so much of growing into a contributing healthy adult has to do with positive mental health mm-hmm. as a child and making that transition. Like COVID has completely messed that up, right? Now we're kind of on the other side of that. You don't see a lot of restrictions anymore, and but the effects and the impacts remain, don't they? What what yeah. do you see as being the biggest impacts of that isolation for a period of time? And has it created a greater demand for what you do? Absolutely. It's, you know, it's interesting because during COVID locally and nationally, we lost a lot of our matches because mm-hmm. they met at businesses or schools. Yeah. And when those shut down, we had to close them. But the Surgeon General, I think about a year ago, released a study that said there's a youth mental health crisis because of COVID. So yeah. we're seeing a lot of our kids feeling, you know, disengaged in school, feeling very isolated. And that's 
definitely different than it was before COVID. Um, I don't think we know yet long-term how it's going to impact our kids, but that's also why it's so critical to make sure our kids are getting that additional support now, Uh, you know, and encouragement mentoring, because we know they went through just an extremely rough time. You know, we all did, but our kids really experienced it in a different way. Well, kids had no life experience to figure out how to like relate to the change. And they were really the last to kind of come back, so to speak, you know, business was deemed essential. And it seemed like those schools, you know, they would shut down on a whim. So it's interesting. You go from social to isolation Mm -hmm. back to social. And because of technology and maybe some things they got involved in during that isolation, what you're saying a little bit is it's been tough for them to get back to being social, even though they're in a group. And it kind of reminds me of that statement people make about New York City, any large cities, you can be alone in a crowd, right? Exactly. Exactly. What a challenge. So If I'm a parent and I see a need for that Mm -hmm. with my kids, how do we reach out to you? Sure. I mean, we have a website, which is great, which is thinkbigtoday.org or our office number, which is 269-382-6800. Awesome. Um, And just reach out to us and we kind of kind of explain the process. It is pretty comprehensive. Yeah. Um, Which it has to be because it's got to serve both sides, right? The mentor, the mentee, the child, and then we got to make sure it's safe, right? And- Absolutely. We focus a lot on child safety. We want to make sure that the activities that the mentors and youth are doing together are safe and appropriate. Yeah. So, for example, don't go skydiving. Oh, you know. come on. No skydiving? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think one of my staff members said, don't do any activities that Amy would have a heart attack if she yeah. thought about it. So, yeah. 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 But it's, you know, really just kind of increasing the exposure. And, yeah. and it's really about increasing opportunities for our youth to participate yeah. in new activities. Yeah. So I would imagine maybe there's some listeners, people listening today that are thinking, hey, I'm looking to give back in some way. I'm looking to connect in some way. If you're feeling that, especially listening to this, reach out and volunteer to become a mentor and and reap the rewards of that. So as a parent, I have four kids. I would imagine as you oversee these mentorship relationships, you come up with some cool activities. So as we wrap up, What are some of the coolest activities or most unique or most productive or most meaningful to kids activities that you see out of those mentor relationships? You know, it's funny because kind of as we referenced before, it's the simple things in a way. Oh, doggone it. You know, it's so funny because you talk about the holidays and gift giving and, you know, as parents, sometimes you think, hey, the most expensive, most elaborate gift is the greatest. And then particularly for younger kids, they end up playing with the cardboard box, right? Completely. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to a little brother yesterday and I said, what's the most fun thing you've done with your, he's actually part of a big family. And he said, we went to the lake. Oh, wow. Said, that was your yeah. favorite. He goes, yeah, that's a favorite one so far. Yeah. You know, they didn't do anything necessarily special. It's but free, right? It's, it's free. The, you know? the, yeah. the biggest expense there is the gift of time. Yeah. And it's, he's super excited about it. That's that's crazy. Any others? Yeah. Any other tips or ideas? Oh, gosh. Well, we do have a whole resource page of activities okay. to do. There's a list. So, I mean, there's stuff for indoors, outdoors. Skydiving is not on the list. Not on the Bungie list. Bungee jumping no. is not on the not list. On the list. Hiking no. probably is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Walking, biking, fishing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Even going to see a movie or something like that. Jet skiing is probably not on the list. Yeah. I don't like okay. that idea. That's interesting. I'll have to I'll have to check out the <laughs> list at some time. Well, Amy Cook, the CEO, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Southwest Michigan. Again, thanks for being on today's show. As a reminder to everybody, Drive for Life, our annual charity gala is coming up September 14th, 5.30 p.m. at the Radisson Hotel in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Join us for that night. And remember, 100% of the proceeds contributed that night go directly to the charities without any expense load. 
the Ziegler Auto Group, Aaron Ziegler, and those who put on the event take all the expense internally. So everything goes directly to those charities. And Amy, we're super grateful for the benefit that you are having in the world and the way that you're changing the world. It's interesting. You know, we always talk about the ripple in the pond. Some of the biggest impact you can just never know, right? You can never know. So I'm going to ask you one closing question. We had a speaker here. His name was Ben Nimpton, and he actually created a TV show that was on MTV and, and other networks for a period of time. And their entire focus was to check off bucket list items, life bucket list items. He spoke to the president. They sang the national anthem at an NBA basketball game. They went skydiving. And they also gave back as they achieved and accomplished those bucket list items. Amy, to put you on the spot, What's a bucket list item you personally have? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Probably traveling somewhere. I'm going okay. to, yeah, going out of state and out of country next week. So that'll oh, be very fun. Nice. Anywhere fun and exciting? Uh, Spain and Amsterdam. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 That's... So I don't know about bucket list, really. That's a good question. You know, it's interesting. International travel, particularly outside the U.S., makes you really grateful for what we have here. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Probably makes you better able to come back and serve and contribute in unique and interesting ways to the, the kids you serve. So Amy Kukta, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. A big thanks to all who contributed to this episode. Until next week, how are you driving vision today? Today.